quit pulling his hair. Like you're going to pull all his hair out and it's you're bothering him. Welcome to the Child Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Anne Tuttle-Brown. I'm a type 3 mom with a 3-year-old type 3 daughter and a 6-month-old baby boy. My daughter loves her baby brother but has a hard time being soft with him. I know she is capable of making better choices because she usually complies when I ask her to be soft with her friends. I've considered that maybe she enjoys getting a bigger reaction out of me when she's too rough with the baby, but it also seems that she enjoys her power over him as he is much smaller than she is. Timeout doesn't work, but sometimes it seems the only solution is to keep them separated. Is this just how it is with a toddler and a baby, or is there something else I can do to help her gently bond with her brother? Well, as a mom of a type three, she was about four when I had my second child. I relate to this. And I quickly realized that soft is not a word that she relates to. She's a type three (laughs) secondary four with a one, and her last one would be a two. So (laughs) soft is not her language. Yes. (laughs) Her people tell me, Mm -hmm. calm down, Carol. I'm like, what is calm? (laughs) (laughs) Balance out, I would relate to. (laughs) So I I just, like, obviously that's what I was going for, was a more gentle, baby Did you use those phrases? I changed my phrases to be something that would be more universal, that – is a, her movement is just so rough and swift and charged forward that I called it baby touches or just showed her how to touch that. And I would show her on her body, like see how this or on her baby dolls, I would do a lot of role playing. Right. I would hit the so this baby is behavioral really training. Really? Mm-hmm. You were just knowing her instinctually she's going to move just pretty effortlessly, mindlessly like this. Mm -hmm. She needs to be taught to be mindful of her Mm -hmm. body language and her movement now with a baby. So you were type three. Well, I just want to say what I love about your approach. You knew that it wasn't intended to be aggressive. She's too young to have that sort of conscious intention. And you recognized what would be natural for her wouldn't be compliant with a baby. So you had to teach her a really great start to her learning. There's going to be a lot of opportunities in life for you to learn to manage who you are mm-hmm. in a little bit different way. So you're mindful of what you're choosing to do. And I had to change in my own mind what it would look like as far as what's acceptable for her to touch the baby. Like there definitely were things that made other people nervous when she was little and would hold him. But she has a great deal of self-confidence and I would train her and teach her. And so she and She was picking up the baby age, when she was pretty young. Yeah, four and a half. She was carrying him she around. She actually became kind of helpful though at oh, times. And now she's almost... You know, she was six when our third was born. So helpful. And she and I knew the limits like you can't carry him up and down the stairs. I need to be here with you. But it would make my mother-in-law very nervous. Is she she okay? Is she okay? Uh. I know her limits. I know what she can do. Also, she loves it's kind of a funny thing. She loves to like stroke her baby brother's hair. 
and like this even not pull a stroke. It. It, well, this is what we've labeled it because in the early days it was like quit pulling his hair. Like you're gonna pull all his hair out, and it's you're bothering him. But that's and ty- I feel like type three little kids just oh they just love the babies and they're just oh they want to squeeze them and they want to mm-hmm. bite them and they just want to be that's how, they're very physical they're physical drawn to the world out. and they just they don't know how to hold back the roughness and so. That was one area where I was like, okay, like, let me teach you. Obviously, like, you're drawn to touching his hair. Let me teach you how to do it. And there was a lot of correcting, but it was at first it was like, don't touch his hair, don't touch his hair. Then I was like, maybe this is okay. And I just train her how to. And we call it stroking now. And she still does it. I mean, her baby brother is almost Oh, I see it all the time. And she'll go up and she'll kiss him and she'll pull his hair. and She'll just be walking by him and notice him and come right (laughs) up and do that. That is the most frequent thing I've ever seen her do with her, you're the cutest little baby. (laughs) She's really passionate about her little brothers. she loves them. And so that, it was kind of like a a give and take between the two of like, there are things that you, and I actually have a home video and she picked up, he was probably six months at the time, picked him up and she's like bouncing him up and down and I was like let's be a diligent she's like why I'm like well he may not like that (laughs) but also I think that God wouldn't have given me a type 2 baby that couldn't handle his bigger sister too you know so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to figure like it's all gonna work out this all goes back to validating your child's natural movement if I'm constantly telling her to stop 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 I mean that first of all that's exhausting for me I get annoying here annoyed hearing my own self saying that so many times that's why I was willing to make some compromises and I'm teaching her who she is and helping her like you said to manage it and coaching her and so with um, all types you can use these phrases that we teach in the child whisper book you can help them to validate their movement while you're using these phrases so with Katie it was you know a more um, even though it was still more of a solid touch it's just, let's just tweak it a little bit. So it's not pounding, but it's still solid. It's still sturdy touches towards her baby. A type one, they'll naturally have more light touches. They also might be a little bit more bouncy and a little bit connect, disconnect. So you're going to want to watch it if they're <laughs> holding the baby. You know, they might, okay, change their mind. I like that idea that you had mentioned when we were preparing for this podcast that a type one to encourage them to get the baby to laugh. Yeah, every type That's has, a really good prompt mm-hmm. for your type 1 child to, to say, yeah. can you make the baby laugh? Because mm-hmm. they're going to want to naturally interact with their siblings. And so what mm-hmm. are they really good at and what are their gifts that you can help them develop that also will be a benefit to you while you have this little baby? So type 1s, you know, what silly faces can you make? What silly noises can you make? Can you copy mm-hmm. the baby? Can you bring the baby toys? How can you get them involved in other ways in interacting with the baby? With a type 2, they'll naturally be more soft and have cuddly touches. My type 2 son was almost 2 when his little brother was born, and he was very cautious around him. He wasn't naturally drawn to wanting to touch him. It took him some time to warm up to him. So I think of all the types, you're probably not going to have an issue there. But if they are feeling a little bit like a competitive there because now there's a a baby that's taking mom's attention, they could resort to attacking <laughs> or, you know doing little things, taking the toys away or making the baby upset in a very more passive, subtle way. So watch for that. But a gift that the type two would have is they're so good at making the baby feel loved or comforted and knowing their favorite things or sharing their special blankets. 
and creating that safe, loving feeling or even helping prepare the baby for the bed or get the diapers ready kind of in those preparations. Type three we talked about, they just are so good at being a good helper and really helping build them up. How could this little girl become a really good helper for her baby brother? And so are there things where she could always help get the diaper, get the food and make it a fun part of responsibility? The type four, I would say, prepare in advance before the baby comes a lot. So my sister-in-law has a type four, his oldest son. And before the baby, her second baby was born, she got him a baby doll and they would do a lot of practicing in preparation. And that made him feel more confident and excited for the baby to come. What you're recommending for each of these is to have a mindfulness of your child's natural movement. So you've gotten, I think the adjectives we use are constant reminders. We tend to just use type one, type two, type three, type four. What if you replace that with fun-loving child, sensitive child, determined child, more serious child? That's a reminder to constantly tell yourself, my child's going to approach this experience true to their nature. I have an opportunity to coach them to learn some behavioral skills that are appropriate in interacting with the new baby in the household. And children are very willing, and they especially will be encouraged by a lot of praise, recognition. So are you spending more time correcting what you don't want, hoping that what you do want is going to materialize from that? Well, if you're putting all the emphasis on what you don't want and the correction, your child's not been given a replacement. All they know is, I shouldn't be doing this, but I don't know what else to do. What your approach showed was showing them immediately what to do. In fact, you could preempt the baby arrival with every type being able to practice with a doll and to teach them knowing they're going to do this. It's who they are. So let's prepare them to have a successful interaction that I can praise, 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 praise. Because once praise is given, that imprints in their mind, that's good, that's valid, that feels right. I'm honored for that. I'm going to repeat that. So that repetition will kick into place. But I really love your idea of um, that preparatory phase and taking into account what well, of course they're going to do that. Don't be so thrown by it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what'd you expect? <laughs> of course they will. That's how they live their life. You can't expect a three-year-old to know how to treat a baby the instant the baby arrives. <laughs> There's got to be a lot of coaching there. I want to share another example about how I validated my child's uh, movement outside of the example of how to treat a baby. And this is just another way to, you know, expand your horizons I guess I will say (laughs) like you think kids are only safe doing a certain thing well as a type three they might be able to do a little bit more my daughter would love to jump from bed to bed or jump from stairs down into a pile of pillows and one time she was like five stairs up then six stairs up and I'm like that's too high and she's like I can do it mom she's three years old and she has her blanket tied around her neck like a superhero cape and we have a big pile pile of pillows and I was like okay well Either you'll, and it was, there were enough pillows that she was going to be okay, but she jumped and she had a great time. And there were just many times, especially in this three-year-old phase where I'm like, I don't know, that might be risky, but helping her, being there for her, but kind of letting her lead the way really helps validate her big movement that's tend to t- prone to take a little more risk. 
in the child whisperer book, Carol, you have put um, the primary emotional need for the different phases of life for a child. And the toddler, which is 18 months to three years, the primary emotional need is a support in sensing, exploring, and doing in the world. And that makes sense if you think of a child that's 18 months to three years old. They're very curious. They're busy bodies. They're moving. They're maybe getting into trouble climbing on the counters or, you know, touching the baby too hard. They're exploring and they're using their hands to do that. So messages that your child needs to hear in this stage of life, it's okay to be curious, to move, to touch and explore. So ask yourself this question. Could your child say it is okay to be curious, to move, to touch and explore? Or have you put too many boundaries in place where they're not able to do that in a safe way? We will make it safe for you to explore. Have you done that? You can be you and we will always love you. Are you feeling that? You can try out new things and find your own way of doing things. It's okay for you to want to move forward and trust that your parents will support you in doing what's best for you. Your parenting practice this week is to read through those phrases, 18 months to three years old, and do an evaluation on how well you are creating a space for your child to explore and be curious and make some changes as you feel prompted to do so, so that your child in this phase of life can really be validated for who they are in their natural movement. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. 